this, your brain might turn to putty. But there's still a chance to learn. We'll be your study buddies. We're going to talk about some stuff and make research cool. Welcome back to another week of Study Buddies, the podcast where we bring you the latest in science and psychology. And sometimes some other things. What up, what up? My name is Paola Sanchez Abreu. And my name is Taylor Collins. We are... What what were we going to (laughs) say? We are... We are your very seasoned co-hosts who know how not to speak at the same time. This is going great. This is going great. <laughs> this is, we are recording live. Oh, wait, no, we're re-recording this. I lied to you. But it is 9, <laughs> it is 9.35 at night, and so. It's 9.35 at night. It's so funny. I feel like all of you listeners must, like, we always announce what time we're recording. Apparently, that's something we've started doing. And it is. All of you must be like, they have the craziest schedule. 9 a.m. <laughs> it's always like 9 p.m. <laughs> are they always recording? When are they not recording? Sometimes we record in our sleep. It's um, we've gotten really good at this. Clearly. Yeah, yeah, we're professionals. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I kind of wanted to just lead us in with a little song. Oh, okay. Uh, goes a little bit some from my friend Barbara. And don't worry, Taylor. This has to do with what we're talking about today. Are you ready? I am ready. Don't tell me not to live. Just sit and pala. Life's candy and the sun's a bowl of pala. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Bravo. Amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Do you know why I sang that song, Taylor? Uh, because I went camping this weekend and it downpoured on us, which seems to be a tradition <laughs> of my friends and I going camping. That's really beautiful. Uh, but no, that is not <laughs> why. <laughs> it's just it's just in reference to the that little study we're going to be talking about today. Ooh, which I am so excited to talk about, actually. It's a really interesting study. What is the name of this one, Paula? So, jumping right in, the name of the study is Rain on My Parade. Perceiving low self-esteem in close others hinders positive self-disclosure. Ooh, okay. So, what is this study actually about? Well, so the authors start out the um, study by sharing that people with low self-esteem, they often get the, quote, short end of the proverbial stick when it comes to close relationships. So, Taylor, are you familiar with either low self-esteem or low self-esteem people? Uh, oh, um, I don't know. Maybe tell me about it. Like, wow, what is low self-esteem? I have, I've never, literally never heard of something like that or (laughs) experienced it or dealt with it or had a seventh grade year or anything like that. (laughs) Well, so the study shared from previous research about how low self-esteem people tend to underestimate their value. They're quick to perceive rejection. And then ultimately, because of those things, they end up bringing about the very rejection they so intensely wish to avoid. And a lot of the times um, in previous research, they are like the blame of many problems in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But no research has actually looked into how like the people around low self-esteem people can also contribute to poor relationship functioning. So these are like the people who are dealing with people who have low self-esteem. Exactly. Yeah. And so this research was kind of curious about looking at 
not just blaming like these low self-esteem people for all the problems in relationships, but how do people that are in relationship with people with low self-esteem also cause problems in those relationships? So this raises the topic of something that the author called capitalization. Okay. So what is capitalization? Because it's just for me bringing in a lot of just to reference younger grades, like second grade worksheets on the alphabet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it doesn't mean that. It has nothing to do with the alphabet. It's actually a term that is sort of defined as like the sharing and conversing about one's positive experiences with others. So it's like me telling you that I booked a voiceover for this week. Woohoo! Yay, pal. That's so exciting. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Well, Thank Yay. you for sharing that positive news and capitalization with me. Yeah. Don't you feel closer to me now that I've shared something super positive with you? I actually do. I think that there's I think that there's a, like a point to that, to being able to like communicate joy with someone else and it, like, improving your relationship with them. Yeah, that's exactly what the authors talk about. Um, this quote, capitalization or sharing positive experiences with others can bring loved ones close together. There's a lot of evidence behind that, that positive emotional exchanges can predict relationship well-being way more than negative emotional exchanges. So there's also this idea that like sharing positive experiences can allow the person that's sharing to benefit from reliving that experience. So like me telling you that I booked the voiceover is like me reliving, getting the news that I booked the voiceover. And then they also even state that capitalization can increase the positive affect and well-being in that person that's sharing even more than the positive event itself. Wow. So yeah, so it's like the celebration of it is even better than like the actual news. And this is special this is like especially the case if the response to that positive news is like super positively celebrated. So it's it's saying like we can get even more happiness sharing these things with people who are close with us and being open with them and having like joy around it m- almost more so than the actual event. Exactly, yeah. Which makes sense to me. I think about like If you think back on, like, graduation, like, I don't really know how exciting my graduation was, but, like, being able to, like, share that with your family and your friends and, like, what it means to celebrate something, like, those things tend to be, like, larger. Yeah, it makes me think of, like, I didn't, well, specifically with graduation, like, I didn't really, I was like, oh, yeah, graduated high school, like, that's a thing that people do. And with everybody being like, wow, you did that, like, congratulations. I was like, oh, my God, cool. Yes, I did do that. Maybe this is big. Okay. Right. So then why are the authors kind of saying that like capitalization with a lower self-esteem person might be negative? So there were two reasons that the authors presumed that this might happen. One is called self-focused and the other is called other-focused. So self-focused is when they are when you're when like the person that is sharing is worried that you know, because that low self-esteem person has a fragile ego, that the news sharing may result in like bad behavior and then they may like rain on their parade. 
And then other focused is when the sharer might want to protect that low self-esteem person from feeling threatened or inferior or generally upset that they also didn't have a positive experience. So like other focused is kind of about protecting the feelings of that low self-esteem person, whereas Mm. self-focused is about protecting like your own feelings because the self is the low self-esteem person may kind of had have some bad behavior or bad reaction to the news you're sharing okay so like most of the time sharing capitalizing with someone whose self-esteem is with someone is positive but if their self-esteem might be lower they might be like concerned about these other variables of it being other focused or self-focused that there might be like a negative interaction somehow. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay. So do do we feel like people on the day-to-day are aware and notice other people's self-esteem and did the study share like how we how people talk about that? Yeah, so apparently there's some other research that shows that lower self-esteem people do give clues that other people recognize as low self-esteem. So, and one study that they mentioned revealed that specifically people's judgments of their romantic partners are pretty accurate in regards to self-esteem and that they stabilize over time. So like as time goes on in a relationship, you actually become your your view of them and their self-esteem is like really accurate to what they actually feel. Mm. So how did they do this study? Well, they actually did three different studies to gather evidence for this one article. So in study one and two, they were looking for behavioral evidence to see if people are less likely to share positive news with low self-esteemers. And then in study three, they wanted to replicate their findings, of course, and then test whether that hypothesized reluctance to share is driven by other focused or self-focused concerns. And again, other focused is worrying about the other's feelings. And then self-focused is worrying about their behavior towards you in response to the public positive news. Okay. So why don't we just dive into these three different studies? What's How, how did they conduct study number one? So study number one, they had 87 undergrad students, and then nine of the participants actually ended up having to be excluded because of, quote, suspicion regarding the manipulation or improperly completing the key dependent variable. Suspicion regarding the manipulation of the study. Wow. Okay. I had a study in college where I was in like a Psych 100 class and you had to like sign up to be like participants in studies. It was actually really cool. Um, But they had one where I came in and once we were seated at the study, like it was probably like, I don't know, like eight people in this room on different computers. And they said, hey, uh, we're having a really hard time recruiting female participants for this study. So uh, we just wanted to let you guys know that all of the female participants after the study are going to get M&Ms if you just come down to the office afterwards. Um, We'll give you them just because we don't really have enough. (laughs) And then like they left the room and we did this like sort of like bias study on the computer. And afterwards they had us like write out our thoughts on like the study and I was like you clearly wanted to manipulate the female participants by saying they were going to get M&Ms I don't think that I you're gonna want to use my results and I handed it (laughs) so I wonder I wonder if that's what happened where these nine participants were excluded that maybe that somehow they picked up on how this study did its manipulation Mm. so um how, how did this study do its manipulation 
Yeah. So um, that's really funny, Taylor. And a good example of suspicion regarding the manipulation. Thank you. So this study, the participants began by writing down something positive that recently happened to them. And so this ensured that the manipulation didn't influence the good news that they chose to share. And then they completed a 20-item scale that measured parts of their romantic partner's personality and behavior. So questions such as, how often does your partner notice flaws in themselves, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And then... And then, this is part of the manipulation, they were told that a grad student would evaluate that response and provide feedback for their rom- about their romantic partner. And then the control group students were told that the grad student assigned to them was busy and would get the feedback to them later. But the experimental students received their feedback Im- immediately that essentially stated that their partner appears to have moderate to low self-esteem and may at times have self-esteem problems. Okay. And then after that, each participant was asked to write an email to their partner relaying the good news that they first wrote down. So you have the control group that was asked to write that email relaying the positive news, and they didn't receive any feedback about their partner. And you have the experimental group that had received the feedback from their partner and was asked to write the email as well. Okay. So the difference in the control group and the experimental group here is that the experimental group comes in with this perception that their partner yes, of their partner. That their other partner has low self esteem. So they're giving Correct. they're priming these people with your partner has low self-esteem. Like that's the thought that they're having Correct. going in versus control doesn't have that. Yeah. Okay. So how did they, um, what, what did they use to measure the var- these variables in the study? Yeah. So the participants completed themselves this Rosen self-esteem scale. Uh, so it's about the, it was for the, to evaluate the participants' own self-esteem and like a sample item from that would be like, I certainly feel useless at times, strongly agree or disagree on a scale of one to seven. Okay. That's one measure. And then another measure is that three coders were rating the importance of the good news on a scale of one to seven. And then the third measure was that two other coders were rating the positivity of the good news email on a scale of one to seven. So that like that positivity scale may include how excited you were in your writing, um, how much of the positive details you included, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And what were the results they had in this first study? So the fancy statistics always come in. So after Mm -hmm. these fancy statistics with all this coding, they found that when compared to the control participants, the experimental participants wrote less positive emails when they believed their partner had low self-esteem. Oh, wow. So this is saying basically like even the perception that your partner has low self-esteem means that Mm -hmm. you're going to send a less positive email to them. Precisely. Wow. So with that in mind, let's look at study two because they're going to kind of replicate the study in a different way. So in study two, they were looking for behavioral evidence, which is verbal communication rather than written between friends. In this study, they had 82 undergraduate students participating in this lab study. And again, they had to exclude 16 16 of the participants um, because some refused to be videotaped. And then others just improperly completed that dependent variable. So like sharing that information. Okay. And then the same as in study one. 
they had participants write down something good that recently happened to them. And this time they were they had the requirement of that thing being a recent personal positive accomplishment. And then they completed a similar questionnaire about their friend as in study one. So this study, they were doing friends rather than romantic partners. Okay. And um, they had a variety of questions where they responded in a one to seven point scale about their friend's personality. And then the control group people had to wait for feedback while the experimental group received that feedback right away. And then after that, each person would have had to create a video to email their friend sharing their recent accomplishment. I'm sorry, I'm visualizing like someone just, this reminds me of back in like 2011 when people used to leave videos on each other's Facebook walls. Yes. And that's like what I'm picturing this being, like just video messages. That's hey, so cute. I know I just saw you at school, but I just wanted to let you know I had a good bus ride home. Um, I'll see you in school tomorrow. Bye. Oh, the innocent days of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. how did, how did they measure uh, for this experiment? those variables. Yeah. So the participants submitted that same Rosenberg evaluation as in study one. So that that self-evaluation of self-esteem. And then the participants, the participants also had to evaluate their friends. And then the coders also rated the positivity of the accomplishment videos on a series of questions using a seven point scale as well. Okay. So what did the results say? So, as expected, the participants who were led to believe that their friends had low self-esteem were less positive in sharing their accomplishments. Um, Specifically, they used less expressions of positive emotions, and then they also Mm. shared less about the importance of the accomplishment compared to those in the control condition. Okay, so they were not as happy and they minimized their accomplishments when they thought their friends were had low self-esteem oh yep yeah yeah okay and what about the last study so study number three this study as i said before was conducted to replicate the findings and examine the why why people are more hesitant to openly share positive experiences with close others who may have low self-esteem in this study, they had 68 undergrads, had them participate in an online study in exchange for course credit. Yep, and basically, remember that. <laughs> and basically what they did was they just changed up the order of things. So they had them evaluate their own self-esteem and then their friend's personality Ooh, before okay. identifying the good thing that happened to them recently. Okay. And then they were randomly sent to a website that showed the measure of their friend's self-esteem. So it's like instead of being um, told the result by an experimenter, they were like presented with it on a web page and it was in a yeah. little different order. Okay. From, from what they wrote in the study, it sounded like, um, like it, they were randomly sent to a website. And for some reason, I pictured somebody like filling out a survey and then like accidentally pressing a button and being like, oh, no, I saw something I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> that's like kind right. of how they made it sound in the study that um, or it makes me think of like those buds feed quizzes like but as if you filled on out your friends so you're like oh what type of pizza is yeah. my best friend <laughs> yeah yes pineapple yeah. really <laughs> so the reason that they changed up the order was because they wanted to uh, manipulate the importance of their friend's self-esteem okay 
And then lastly, they had the participants respond to scales that measure how much they would openly share their positive information and then how they expected their friend to feel, how they expected their friend to behave. So they were hitting on that other-focused and self-focused concerns. So this one was getting a little bit more at like what their thoughts of their thoughts would be about how their friends would respond to something exactly. or feel about something that they shared. Yeah. So for measurements, they did survey measurements of one, the participants' perceptions of their friends' self-esteem, two, a positivity scale of how they would relay their good news to their friend, and three, an evaluation of their self-focus concern, so how they expected their friend to behave in reaction. And then for their other focus concerns, which was how they expected their friend to feel if told the good news. So what did they ultimately find out? Yeah, so they took all this and they did all them fancy statistics and they found the same result as the first two studies. The participants in the experimental conditions were less willing to disclose their good news if their friend had low self-esteem. Wow. So people really take it to heart when they think someone is feeling bad about themselves or someone tends to have low self-esteem and it and it changed the way we communicate with each other yeah so i'll just dive into some other quick details that the study presented but more specifically they said that folks with high self-esteem reported significantly less sharing of positive news when they perceived their friend to be low self-esteem. But they did note that high self-esteem folks didn't tailor their good news sharing if their friend's self-esteem wasn't shared with them. And then low self-esteem participants were significantly less willing to share good news with another low self-esteem friend. And then even if a low self-esteem participant wasn't made aware of their friend's low self-esteem, they always shared generally less positively, whereas high self-esteemers typically required their friend's self-esteem to be known in order to change the way that they shared their news. So people with low self-esteem are kind of just more sad overall, and I wonder if they're just less positive in general, and high yeah. self-esteem people are sharing more positively unless they have like this information. Exactly. Yep. You got it quite right on. <laughs> and then they also showed that self-focused concerns curbed the sharing of positive, positive information, whereas other focused concerns didn't really play a factor in. Okay. So self-focused concerns, again, is when you're like worried that if if I share this positive thing with this person they are not going to be as happy as I want them to be, so why would I share it? <laughs> I'm not going to get the response that I want from them, and I want to be celebrated, while other focused would be I'm worried they're going to feel sad. So you're saying people really – the thing that actually influenced the connection of sharing this information was what we would feel in ourselves if we share it. Exactly. Yeah. People are reluctant to share their positive news with people with low self-esteem, not necessarily because they want to protect their low self-esteem friend, but because they expect sharing with them to be a less positive experience. And this is consistent with previous studies that show that, you know, a loved one's response to any news sharing is it's key. You know, you want 
to have that like shared positivity rather than a disparity between your emotions. That's that capitalization that we were talking about. Which I love, by the way. And it ultimately (laughs) found out that with this study, we aren't actually kind. We're not going to not share with someone with low self-esteem because we are just so considerate of them. We are going to choose not to share because we want others to clap with us and they won't clap loudly enough or happily enough. (laughs) Yes. Yep. That's it. Uh Uh-huh. That's a grand summation of it. (laughs) Yeah. So were there any limitations to this study? Yeah. Uh, There's there's always limitations. (laughs) One of them was they haven't really examined positive event discussion, so they only, like, examined the disclosure of the news. So the, like, grand reveal of the news rather than the, like, deeper conversation about the news. So it may be possible that like self-esteem mm. considerations, if you will, have less effect as the, a conversation continues. And then they also need more research to see whether people share positive news with low self-esteem people over time, like or if they eventually stop sharing positive news with low self-esteemers over time, uh, as opposed to like tempering the positivity of like every single piece of news do you just eventually choose not to share the news at all and then lastly they just they need more research to examine the why uh so that self-focused versus other focus this is you know a very small just sample for to make big claims about the why of it all right also it would be cool if they were actually able to measure the other person's self-esteem rather than just the perception of where their self-esteem was as well. I know that's kind of like a different study because this study is really, the study is looking at when you think that someone feels bad about themselves as a constant basis, like that their self-esteem is like saliently low, that it changes the way you interact with them and the way you share positive information. And Mm -hmm. I wonder if looking at what someone's self-esteem actually is might influence different results other than perception. Yeah, I'm curious about that too. I think that's a fair uh, like further research point with this study for certain. Yeah, that and I wonder about confounding variables. It's really hard in any sort of psych study, I think, to control and make sure you're measuring what you're actually measuring. And I yeah. think in this one particular, well, not particularly, but in this one, it's hard to to know it's hard to know if we are making sure to measure this without controlling for a lot of other aspects of personality that might influence how someone shares information with people and yeah that's what it means to have like if you have high or low self-esteem is it influenced by you know another personality trait that might Hmm. make you more or less likely to share since it does seem that people with low self-esteem share less positive news overall yeah that is so curious to me I'm so excited to talk about this more in our passing notes edition yeah I have I have a lot of things to say I'm trying not to say them now so I'm excited to pass notes with you later me too I actually I found this study from a book called the science of happily ever after and it actually referenced this study um, in regards to like romantic couples I think it's really interesting to think of it in that regard as well And with that, we'll leave it for next week for more chatting about it. Yeah. Until then, everyone else can have a 
happily ever after and a good week. Yes. Have a good week. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Study Buddies. Bye-bye. Study Buddies was created by Paula Sanchez Abreu and Taylor Collins. Our graphic design was done by Monica Ray Summers Gonzalez, and our intro song was composed by singer-songwriter Caught In Between. You can follow Study Buddies on Instagram at studybuddies.com and email the show at studybuddiespodcast at gmail.com.